Wiser podcast. Conversations, public talks, and audio essays from the Witz Institute for Social and Economic Research. This is Sarah Nuttall for the Wiser podcast. In this episode, Kayo Simonj Diarojo reflects on the politics and temporalities of infrastructure in Southern Africa, taking as an entry point the Maputo Katembe Bridge, inaugurated in 2018. Arojo argues that the bridge is representative of a renewed public investment in infrastructure enabled by Chinese cooperation in Africa. Yet rather than a straightforward road into the future, the bridge, as with most forms of infrastructure, inhabits multiple and at times competing temporalities. This episode crosses the bridge and considers what temporal imaginations it activates. There is a saying in China, if you want to prosper, you must build roads. I first heard these words in 2018 in a speech delivered by the Chinese ambassador in Mozambique during the inauguration of the Maputo Katembe Bridge. This bridge is often described as the longest suspension bridge in the African continent, as well as the most expensive infrastructural project ever undertaken in the history of the country. Its inauguration was carried out with a lot of publicity. It was broadcast live on TV and also scrutinized by journalists, academics, civil society organizations, and of course on the streets of Maputo as well. I happened to travel to Maputo to watch the inauguration, and the dominant tone of public debate was one of monumental change. The word monumental is not to be taken lightly. The bridge is, of course, impressive. It is by all accounts a victory of engineering, public investment, and international cooperation. In many of the comments repeated by politicians, technicians, and civil servants attending the occasion, what was being celebrated was how this bridge seemed to promise economic development, national and regional integration, and inclusion in global markets and networks. The dominant message was one of futurity. And that brings me back to the ambassador's message. For a prosperous future, one must build roads. As the Mozambican president, Felipe Nussi, stated in his speech, the substantial financial costs of the project were all well worth it as an investment in the future, a future marked by Chinese cooperation, technology transfer and funding, and by infrastructural development and growing international trade through the Maputo Harbor. But also a future of regional tourism, leading to the beaches and environmental reserves of the area south of Maputo, bordering South Africa and KwaZulu-Natal. We are then left with a simple question with no single answer. Where does a road lead to? What is the labor that a road or a bridge does? While the Maputo-Katembe Bridge is surely an instance of Chinese-led internationalization, it also operated in other scales. Locally, its main intervention was to connect both sides of the Maputo Bay, the city of Maputo on the one side and the village of Katembe on the other. Katembe has been known since the colonial period as an impoverished fishing village and a source of labor to the city. Before the bridge, its connection to Maputo was dependent on travel across the water by motor boats and ferry boats. 
As such, it was also subject to the fluctuations of the weather, especially heavy rain and strong winds. The bridge then promised a more efficient and reliable travel by road to passengers and goods. In doing so, it also set Katambe in route to economic and urban development, as the village was being imagined as the natural grounds for the expansion of the city of Maputo. The civil construction company in charge of building and managing the bridge, Maputo Sul EP, also projected that this new Katembe will become an international tourist destination and also a hotspot of industrial growth and economic development in the next 30 years. This sense of rising expectation was also captured in the bridge's inauguration ceremony when the president referred to Katembe as the city of the future. Regionally, the bridge plays an important role too. It leads to a new road that runs for 129 kilometers and connects the city of Maputo to Ponte do Ouro, a coastal town just next to the KwaZulu-Natal border. Regional integration was an important part of the bridge's appeal. The associated roads to Ponte do Ouro made for a significant portion of the total budget of 785 million US dollars most of which secured through a Chinese loan and contracted to the China Road and Bridge Corporation. It is still unclear whether this enhanced connectivity will prove attractive to some of KwaZulu-Natal's international trade, as Maputo and its port facilities are now much more accessible. While it is fair to assume that the road will facilitate the transport of goods across the border, the project's impact on human mobility was one of its strongest selling points. At the bridge's inauguration, several of the speeches celebrated the potential of tourism, both local and regional, as a driving force of economic and social change in southern Mozambique, especially now that the new road promised to shorten the travel time between Maputo and Ponta do Ouro to under two hours. This is quite a reduction from the previous situation, where one had to endure over five hours ride in a bumpy road. President Nusi mentioned tourism to the beaches and to the natural reserves, such as the Maputo Elephant Reserve, as generators of wealth and as national assets. As a border tourist town, Ponta de Ouro has been heavily dependent on South African tourists from KwaZulu-Natal. Now, it is expected that these travelers will be convinced to continue their trip northwards to Maputo, and that local tourists from Maputo will be more inclined to visit the beaches to the south. Enthusiasts of the project hope that this clientele will encourage local business and generate income for residents of the area, which many think has been so far neglected by the state. While much of public talk about the bridge, the road, and the expectations they carry were oriented towards an imagined future, I would argue that this mega-project, as perhaps all mega-projects, engage multiple temporalities. As a historian of Southern Africa witnessing these events as they unfold in the present, I could not help but think of the ways in which the bridge resonated with, reactivated and built on past projects of infrastructural change in Southern Mozambique, in both colonial and post-colonial periods. I'm dialoguing here with a growing literature in the social sciences examining infrastructure as social, political, material and aesthetical forms that mediate past, presents and futures. 
This body of work on the temporality of infrastructure, on its relationship to experiences of time and temporal regimes, has been particularly productive in exploring the continuities and discontinuities of projects, technologies, and material structures as they emerge and linger in time between colonial capitalism, post-colonial developmentalism, and neoliberal globalization. As many scholars have already argued, and I'm thinking here of Akil Gupta, Hannah Appel, and Nicola Nand, infrastructure not only reorganizes spatial relationships as it brings spaces together, but it also shapes time and temporality. One may ask then, what are the infrastructural times being cemented in the Maputo-Katembe Bridge? There are a few points to consider. First, as elsewhere in the Global South, the infrastructural transport grid set up in colonial Mozambique was built to facilitate the extraction of raw materials through the ports of Beira and Lourenço Marques, as Maputo was then called. Most of the transport network was laid out transversely to service landlocked areas of southern Rhodesia and the Transvaal rather than to connect different areas of Mozambique from north to south. The system was also shaped by racial capitalism in the region, in that the railway was mostly used to transport goods and black migrant workers, while the roads targeted the rapidly growing white tourist trade, with visitors traveling by car. In the early 70s, tourism was an important contribution to Mozambique's economy, with South Africans and Southern Rhodesians making 75% of foreign visitors. All of this suggests that, as racialized practices of cross-border mobility, labor migration and tourist travel were embedded in the material infrastructure forms that made them possible in the first place. This fragmented transport grid worked against efforts of nation-building after the country's independence in 1975. Infrastructure was also critical to the war between the ruling party Frelimo and the South Africa-backed Renamo. The control of railways and roads for commercial or military purposes could determine victory or defeat, life or death, the access to food or the certainty of hunger. In the 1990s, the end of the war in Mozambique and the political transition in South Africa brought about a new investment in the potential of infrastructure as a vector of change. The so-called Maputo Corridor, connecting the city of Maputo to South Africa's economic core in Gauteng, is perhaps the best example of this. In this case, post-apartheid regionalization assumed very material forms in the revitalization of roads, railways and border posts in the Maputo-Johannesburg Corridor. I would argue that the Maputo-Katembe Bridge relates to these longer histories of infrastructure, which are surely of political and economic importance, but which also have a cultural, affective and aesthetic dimension. As in other booming African cities, such as Lagos, the bridge certainly transformed Maputo's cityscape. From the point of view of someone walking downtown, it is very much inescapable. But it also impacts the lived experiences and the everyday rhythms of circulation across the Maputo Bay and in southern Mozambique more broadly. One can take a bus in downtown Maputo and reach Katambi or even Ponte do Ouro effortlessly, which was never possible before. What is distinctive about the bridge, if compared with earlier versions of the infrastructural script, is its relation to a new form of connectivity, 
that is neither colonial nor regional in nature, but speaks to contemporary forms of Chinese engagement in the global south. The China Road and Bridge Corporation is representative of how roads and bridges are becoming the most visible and material expressions of the China in Africa story, carrying its promises of material progress and cooperation. These mega-projects, such as the Maputo-Katembe Bridge, speak of a desire for the future, which builds on earlier experiences, but also displaces them, opening the terrain for new aspirations. The road to the KwaZulu-Natal border re-engages long-standing projects of regional connectivity, economic growth, and good use of the environmental diversity of south of Maputo. In a nutshell, it's another development corridor in the making, now along the Maputo-Durban axis. Yet, in spite of the most promising expectations, Mozambique has also been living in economic decline and environmental stress. The destruction caused by natural disasters, such as the cyclone Idai that hit the city of Beira in 2021, has been received as a cautionary tale of the environmental and infrastructural challenges facing southern African shores. Confidence in the future of Katembe as a space of urban development is being questioned. The science of climate change suggests that the coastal zones and ecosystems in the Maputo Bay area are at risk due to rising sea levels, coastal erosion, and other environmental problems. This, of course, raises serious concerns about a sustainable future. In the present moment, as a new sense of urgency revives long-standing environmental and social concerns, the temporality of these coastal infrastructures is shifting. Rather than a one-way road into the future, the Katembe Bridge exists in multiple competing temporal imaginations, where hopes for a better future rubs against concerns over sustainability, upkeep, and climate change. These frictions of past, present, and future is representative of the times we are living in, where infrastructure is a site of both hope and duress. The bridge is truly a testimony of our infrastructural times. Mm-hmm.